2: All right, Lee, best barometer I've seen of where we are right now in the country and in Congress and what we face, and that our side is not only not exaggerating, we need to double and triple down. And it's this vote in Congress to condemn. A lot of the media is getting wrong the way they're they're characterizing this. They're saying it's a vote to condemn socialism. No, no. No, this was a resolution denouncing the horrors of socialism. Mm Mm-hmm. OK, so we're talking about the mass murder, the totalitarian control, the dictatorship, the horrors is not socialism as a, you know, philosophy. The way Bernie Sanders talks about it, right, like yeah. like theoretical in the future. OK, we're talking about, you know, because it's always the best foot forward. Well, the people who tried it before, they killed too many people, they got it wrong, but we'll get it right this time. No, no, no. This was a resolution denouncing the horrors of socialism and specifically naming them. Dictatorship, poverty, government control, mass murder. Mm -hmm. You would think, as Americans, we could agree on condemning not socialism, that would be a step too far, but the horrors of socialism. But no. But no, no, no. A hundred Democrats either voted no in the House or present. Yeah. So, mass murder, end of civil liberties, people disappearing in the middle of the night.
0: End of property rights. End
2: of property rights. (laughs) Okay.
0: Government control of the means of of production and distribution.
2: Mm -hmm. Total takeover. Yeah. End of individual liberty. These are people who tell us they live in a democracy and they love that. (sighs) Clearly, they're lying.
0: Well, they don't even know what a democracy is.
2: No, they don't. Now, Hakeem Jeffries condemned the fact that the Republicans had brought this to the floor. He's uh, their minority leader now. Yeah. He replaced Nancy Pelosi, but right. he did vote with the Republicans. But you still had 100 Democrats. And Kevin McCarthy rightly cond- condemned that. I mean, if you take a listen to, to, to what he said, it's, it, here, I'll put it on. The
0: number of Democrats who voted no and voted present. there's 100 Democrats that won't stand up against socialism. That's a real concern to me in America today. It's not just, that wasn't a college vote on a college campus. That was a vote in the US Congress that 100 Democrats couldn't say socialism was wrong. That's a scary point of view, but you also understand why we're in a spending problem that they are when they were in the majority. That's why you understand the challenges that we have here.
2: Look, these are the same Democrats who are now finding out in the American Rescue Act, put money to build an algorithm that's being done uh, through several government agencies, uh, National Foundation of Sciences, to build an algorithm to silence progressive candidates and progressive ideas on the internet. The federal government is currently doing that.
0: Well, this is also the same party that accused Donald Trump of being an anti-Semite when then they get mad because a real anti-Semite in the form of uh, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar is removed from an intelligence committee, just that one committee, because she's made anti-Semite comments repeatedly.
2: And, and here's the thing. We know that she did, and we know that Nancy Pelosi knows that she did, because remember, the Republicans were demanding after she made these yeah. anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic yeah. comments, which were horrible, yeah. um, you know, Republicans demanded condemn that. We, we need a resolution condemning that. Nancy Pelosi was forced to do it because it was so bad, but she left o- ha- Ilhan Omar's name yeah. out of it and just did a general statement that everybody knew that she was referring to Ilhan Omar, right? Yeah. So this shouldn't come as a shock. You shouldn't see classified data on Israel if you're an open anti-Semite and your party has had to condemn you not by name in a vote. Okay, there's nothing about this that should be shocking.
0: And this is a party that is no friend to the nation of Israel.
2: Oh, no. Because they're anti-Semitic. The Democrat Party's yeah. been anti-Semitic for They years.
0: are pro-Palestinian.
2: Yeah. So...
0: I guess they get to wear that cap, though, to the National <laughs> the Air and Space Museum.
2: Yeah. So this is a montage of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Rashida Tlaib, who is crying. This, they're telling us, is a racial atrocity. If Ilhan Omar doesn't get to spew her anti-Semitic bile, then that is racism because she is a black woman and she should get to spew her anti-Semitic bile without being kicked off the committee. I mean, you can't make this up. Here you go. You know what? When there's actual anti-Semitism, not the fake kind they accuse Trump of, but the actual anti-Semitism, this is how far they'll go to defend the Democrat who spewed it.
0: This is about targeting women of color in the in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single appointment. Time has expired. My life
2: was threatened. Thank you. Congresswoman expired. Ilhan
1: Omar is right where she
2: belongs. The Gentlewoman's Her time is expired. Congress, Needed. I the gentlewoman's am so time sorry, has expired. Sis, that our country is failing you today through this chamber. You the, belong to the The gentlewoman is today. no longer recognized. She's crying. I should be able to say all the anti-Jewish things I want any time if I'm black.
0: That's what they're saying. this false claim of racism, there were two white males that were also kicked off committees. Two white male Democrats were also kicked off committees because of their inability or, or their unaccountability to handle sensitive information because of their association either with completely lying about
2: intelligence or sleeping with a Chinese communist spy. And remember what Adam Schiff did. Adam Schiff illegally leaked classified data. And he used other classified data, went to the media, and lied about what was in it. Oh, there's proof that Trump's a Russian spy. Trump's a Russian agent. It's true. I've seen the proof. I've seen the proof of the collusion. I have a security clearance. I lead the intelligence committee. Um, And so this is how they were able to further that lie. And then we come to find out there was no intelligence like that. And even Robert Mueller's like, yeah, sorry, it's not an intelligence like that. We can't find it. So this is a guy, Adam Schiff, who will take intelligence he has access to and just lie to the media about what's in it. That's why you can't let him see the intel. If he doesn't break the law spreading it around Washington, he's going to lie about it. You can't have a guy like that on the intel committee. You certainly can't have a guy who sleeps with spies. Yeah. And then threatens Second Amendment supporters with nuclear weapons. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> what an idiot. I know. What an absolute idiot. Well, at least Joe Biden says he's going to bomb us with regular missiles instead yeah. of nukes. Yeah, Get, for bring, out, to bring out the
0: F-15s.
2: Yeah, yeah our, uh, our Second Amendment. Yeah. So this this is who this party really is. They're very frightening. And I mean, again, Lee, the, the thing that's shocking to me about this when you read it, this, the, this resolution to come back to this, it's not, again, it's not condemning the theory of socialism, right? Some theory in a college textbook, right? No, it's condemning the horrors. The results. Yes, their exact words, the horrors of socialism in the past as they have existed. Not the theory of socialism in the future. And they're like, we like when people disappear. What's wrong with that? We like when people are silenced. We don't intend for you to have human rights. Why would we vote for something like that? A hundred Democrats? I mean, it would be an outrage if there were five of them. They need to be
0: removed. You know, it's just it's so sad to see these false claims of racism thrown out when there is no racism involved in something no. that goes on in this country. When Because what that does is desensitizes people to the real times when there is a racist action or decision that is taken in this country. And and then you just, you were desensitized. Many, on, on either side of the issue, may be desensitized to it because this is actually, Accusation is thrown out there way too often. And quite honestly, this is coming from liberal progressives. On the vast majority of times, these false claims of racism are, are, racism are just thrown out there as political fodder as, uh, to, to advance their narrative. And it then blinds many in this country to the real issues of racism that we ought to be addressing.
2: OK, let me read what these hundred Dems voted against. Because all we're doing is condemning the horrors of socialism, Right. This should be a 100% yes, thumbs up vote in the House, okay? So again, remember I told you, this is not condemning the theory of socialism. Like, hey, is this government system, it's bad. Let me read this to you, okay? Whereas socialism has repeatedly led to famine and mass murder and the killing of over 100 million people worldwide, 100 Democrats wouldn't condemn that. Whereas many of the greatest crimes in history were committed by socialist ideologues, including Vladimir Lenin, Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong, Fidel Castro, Pol Pot, Kim Jong-il, Kim Jong-un, Daniel Ortega, Hugo Chavez, Nicolas Maduro. Whereas tens of millions died. And at least 10 million were sent to the gulags in the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics and millions more starved in the terror famine in Ukraine. Uh, That's the whole more. Um, this is, this is what a hundred of them either would, would voted no on condemning or voted president, president.
0: Well, that whole list was just a who's who of uh, liberal progressive heroes from history wasn't it?
2: Yes. And it ended with the declaration of, uh, independence and president Thomas Jefferson, you know, talking, um, about the dangers of socialism. They wouldn't vote yes. They 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 would voted no. No, we're not going to condemn condo- socialism. So understand, they're on the record. Will you condemn the murder of an, 100 million people to bring about socialism? No, we're going to vote no. This is your modern Democrat party. This is who, the, who we are. And this is the stuff we should be doing every day in Congress so that people can see these aren't your daddy's Democrats. They have more in common with Stalin and Mao Zedong than they do um, with JFK.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
0: Now we'll look at traffic.
2: Let's jump on the Common Sense Retirement Planning Talk line. Texter writes, The women of Congress who spoke yesterday embarrassed me as a woman. When we aren't looked at with equality, it's because women like that have hissy fits. Out there crying in front of the camera because Ilhan Omar gets kicked off a of committee for being an anti-Semite when no less than Nancy Pelosi had to hold a vote. Condemning... People in Congress of anti-Semitism, after the Republicans demanded her her comments were so outrageous, referring to Israelis as Benjamins, an absolute slur. Yeah, I mean it was referenced. Oh, Jews love money, Benjamins. It's about the Benjamins. It's the Benjamins it's talking about the Israel Israelites, these Israel, these Israelis. Republican did never survive that. Folks, I've been telling you this for a while. Anti-Semitism. Is very much alive and well in the Democrat Party. And pre-Elon Musk, um, Twitter, you'd find these liberal trolls, and I, I just like to see how they think and who they are, and I'll go back to their accounts loaded with anti-Semitism. It's coming from the left, in particularly young, white, male liberals, people affiliated with Antifa. They are no different than they were when they had brown shirts on their backs uh, pre-Nazi Germany. They literally are the same people. Um, and even Megan McKean got into it for a while because Jack Dorsey was allowing the anti-Semitism to run wild on Twitter. It became very normal to be anti-Semitic if you were on the left. And Ilhan Omar is very much a part of that, and it's, you know, it's, it's amazing when you're looking at this, and it's the right, it's the Republicans who have to say, no, 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 we're not going to have anti-Semitism in Congress. No more. Meanwhile... You know, I had to laugh. At the, I, I st- yesterday, my, my uh, podcast did really well yesterday, so you guys must have been into it. Just the absolute shock of Hunter Biden throwing, as Lee, as Lee Rogers correctly said earlier in the show, his own father under the bus, the 51 heads of our intelligence agencies, including the FBI, the NSA, the Department of Homeland Security, the Defense Intelligence Agency under the bus. The 51 who lied for him during that election. That? No, that's not Hunter's laptop. No, that's Russian disinformation. And he's like, yeah, it's my laptop. You know what this means? Here's the crazy part about it. The whole time Hunter sat back and watched the New York Post censored, Donald Trump Jr.'s account taken down, or correctly, it turns out, stating the, the 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 laptop was Hunter's and that it was real. Donald Trump's tweets frozen. Kayleigh McEnany, her his chief spokesperson, in the middle of a, a presidential campaign, lost her account. He watched all that go down, Hunter Biden did. Watched it all go down. And he said nothing. He said nothing. And then when it's inconvenient for Hunter to be under a little bit of heat, he throws the 51 former national intelligence heads who lied for him with their signatures on that letter, saying it was Russian disinformation, not Hunter's laptop, throws them all into the bus, and his dad. And his dad. Oh, yeah, it was mine. Well, that headlined the you know most-read publication on Earth yesterday, UK Daily Mail. Um, and... Hunter Biden's people realize might be problem. So they're like, oh, we yeah, those letters that we wrote to the prosecutors demanding prosecution of um, John Paul MacIsaac, who's the computer store guy, uh, Steve Bannon and Rudy Giuliani for passing on that laptop. Yeah, they need to be prosecuted. Say Hunter's lawyers. And then the next day they're like, oh, did we admit that was Hunter's? Yeah, we take that back. Well, if it's not Hunter's, Why are Hunter's lawyers arguing that these people need to be prosecuted? What what does Hunter have any interest if it's not Hunter's? Well, of course, we know it's Hunter's. Even CBS has authenticated it now. The Washington Post has. New York Times has. This is old news. And Hunter's new position is uh, people who criticize me need to go down. We we need an investigation. By by the way, watch this. They'll get them. They'll get the investigation. We will see these people investigated for this. Again... That laptop was not stolen from Hunter Biden. It was abandoned. He didn't pay his bill. The contract was very clear. After a certain period of trying to contact Hunter, Hunter not only gaffed off the bill, he gaffed off the pickup. It defaults to the property of the computer repair store. It's John Paul MacIsaac's. This is why the FBI hasn't even bothered to prosecute him. He owns it outright. Hunter signed the contract. So this is where we are in America today. So yesterday, Hunter Biden admits it is, and today he's like, oh, yeah. Now that I think about it, it's actually not mine. But here's the thing. When Joe Biden said this, he would have had to have known, too. Remember, he met with Bobulinski. Bobulinski emails back and forth with him and Hunter all over that laptop. Bobulinski's like, those are real emails, and they're off Hunter's laptop. Oh, and by the way, I met with Joe, too. Here's Joe, lying. There are 50. By the way, this was a um, this was during the debate with Donald Trump. There are 50 former
0: national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said that this is has all the care four five former heads of the CIA, both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage,
2: total lie. And hilariously, Hunter threw them all under the bus. All of them. His dad, the 51 agents who lied for him. And and folks, these weren't just some agents at the FBI, the CIA. No, no, no. These were the heads and deputy directors of these agencies. Be clowned themselves. Folks, this is what I keep saying. Never in the history of the Republic has so much political capital been spent to defend and cover up the crimes of one crackhead, we've never seen anything like this.
1: Listen to every MLB game live. In
0: the deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone.
1: Stream minor league affiliates.
0: The Midwest League home run leader.
1: And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning.
2: And here's local attorney Rob Inario to catch us up on the Murda trial. What happened this week and what we can expect today. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Tara. How are you? Good. All right. Yesterday's um, courtroom, what do you think about what, what happened there?
3: Um, I really feel sorry for the jury. They've had to spend a lot of time in the deliberation room or be in recess while Judge Newman is hearing a lot of these in-camera hearings. Um, it's incredibly important to have these hearings because the judge is trying to balance rule 403, is the finan- are the financial crimes more prejudicial than probative? Also balancing rule 404, character evidence is not admissible, but admiss- or, um, evidence of other crimes may be admissible to go to motive. So the judge is listening to a lot of testimony, trying to figure out whether or not he's going to let in. Alex's financial crimes. Um all indications are that he's going to let it in at least on a limited basis. And regardless of the decision he makes, this sets up the case for an appeal. So if the jury comes back guilty, I guarantee you that um Alex's team is going to be filing an appeal. If the jury comes back not guilty, the Attorney General's office may go ahead and file an appeal as well. So it's uh, gonna be an interesting matter and watch how all the deliberate or that the uh Testimony unfolds this morning. at another in-camera hearing
2: To me the most devastating thing yesterday um, really over the last couple of days has been um, The 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 fact that the alibi just fell apart Rob I mean here you have the you know the defense opening up saying listen you can hear you know Look at the video how you know great. They're getting along Um, And, oh, look, our client wasn't there the hour of the murders. He was at home sleeping. And what we find out is that because the cell phones didn't really work at that Moselle property very well, they'd go in and out, Um, the son, Paul, was going back and forth with his friend, and he says, hey, we're losing cell phone connection, so, look, I'll just record a video and send it to you um, instead. And dad doesn't know. The son has just recorded a video with his voice on it, Five minutes before the murders. That wouldn't show. It looked like he was fiddling with his cell phone. So almost as if, I mean, to me, this is the creepy part. From the grave, Paul Murdoch is, um, you know, indicating that, you know, look, my dad was there five minutes before. And here's the crazy part on the video. They're laughing and joking. This guy is laughing and joking around. And yet he's told officials, I was at home sleeping.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. The, the defense in this one is going to do their best to deflect and distract. Um, it's going to be tough to overcome that. That was Alex's voice. Uh, Paul's friend, Rogan Gibson, positively identified that as being Alec. So the defense is going to take that loss and then focus on the interactions and saying, look, they're having fun. They're talking. Supposedly five minutes later, this man flipped a switch and murdered his entire family. There's no way. Maybe we are wrong about the alibi but could you believe that a man that's having this interaction with his family is about to go on a homicidal rage five minutes later? So they're going to be focusing a lot on that. And I think that once the defense takes over and starts presenting their case, we're going to hear from some digital experts in cell phone technology. that are going to say this is more or less witchcraft when it comes to nailing down an exact time. Um, they'll create confusion You'll have differing opinions, and then the jury's going to have to pick. Do they want to believe the state's expert or they want to believe the defense expert? Do they want to believe that Alex was mistaken about his alibi because it was an innocent mistake? Or do they want to believe it was intentional murder? And then they're going to have to balance that again with what is the demeanor of Alex and his interactions with his family in those minutes leading up to the murders?
2: Do you think, you know, we talked the other day, Robinario, and again, you're your local Greenville attorney. Do you think now that they can, we talked about putting Alec Murdoch on the stand. Do you think they can do that now, you know, given these um, recordings?
3: I would still like to see how some other things come up, but I think the jury is going to want to hear an explanation. Um, and if Alex can provide an explanation as to why he's on that video that is believable to the jury, then that's going to also add weight to his demeanor and interactions with his family. If he can't come up with anything that's credible to explain that away, it's going to be a lot more difficult. I'd still be very hesitant to put Alex on the stand, but he is a trial attorney. Um, He knows how to work a jury. He knows the community and the town and the members of it. I think he would probably testify very well as long as he holds up on cross-examination.
2: You're right, because he, I mean... Again, he has tried cases, been a part of cases um, in that very courtroom. So he is an experienced attorney and he is used to dealing with juries. We don't have many murder suspects like that. What can we, um, what should we look out for today and Monday uh, for the Murdoch trial?
3: Uh, My understanding is that today is going to be some more in-camera hearings this morning. Um, They're talking about bringing up partners from the law firm to discuss more of Alex's crimes. Um, Once the judge has a clear picture of everything and understands the testimony, he's going to make a ruling. And I believe the jury is supposed to come back in at 11 or 1130. This is gonna be rather difficult for all of us on the digital end of things, watching this trial going forward, because we're seeing this testimony and we're hearing this testimony, but the jury's not. The jury's gonna be insulated from all of this unless the judge decides to let it go forward. So we as members of the general public are getting to hear things that the jury's not, and that's going to impact our perception of the case. But the jury, in theory, is at least supposed to be isolated from it. Now you have the complication of he's a well-known figure, and his crimes have been all over the news for two years, close to two years now. So I'm not sure if a jury will be adequately insulated from it, but they're not going to be hearing all the same testimony that we're going to be seeing this morning and that we saw yesterday afternoon.
2: It's going to be interesting to, um, to, see, to see how it goes. Um, anything else we should be watching out for, Robin Ario? Um
3: I'm really curious to see when the defense takes over how they're going to address the cell phone forensics. I think that that's going to be the key moment in the defense of things, but we're still a little ways to go. Uh, speaking with a couple of other attorneys yesterday afternoon, and it seems like if the state is indeed going to pursue evidence of the financial crimes, we might be going from a Proposed three-week trial to a four or five-week trial, so it's going to drag things out. I think uh, Judge Newman's rulings today are going to have a great impact on what we see Monday and the rest of next week.
2: All right. Well, um, going to be interesting to see how it all turns out, Robin Ari. I know you got a jet. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on one zero six three W O R D.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: All right. Coming up on the show. More shocking audio from the director of research at Pfizer admitting, yeah, this uh, the shot seems to whack out women's hormones. We don't know why it messes with their wet menstrual cycle. We hope it's nothing serious. We'll find out eventually, but we don't know now. The exact opposite of what you were told you must believe by our federal government and by the censors. All that coming up. has announced its government is, is looking into reports that a suspected Chinese spy balloon and when you say balloon, it doesn't really capture the size and scope of this thing. We're talking about something as big as three buses. Okay, so they're, they're not hiding it. They're, they're not, this is not them like using a little weather balloon, trying to confuse people, thinking people won't notice. This is the size of three buses. They're just in your face about this. So Chinese, China's announced, its government's looking into reports, suspected Chinese spy balloon fl- uh, discovered flying in U.S. airspace over Montana. By the way, this just happens to be the first one getting attention. It's not the first one. So they send out their um, spokes hack from the foreign ministry. You want to know what she had to say? Listen to this. This is how a country sounds when they own your officials. Here's what she says. China is a responsible country and has always strictly abided by international laws. And China has no intention to violate the territory and airspace of any sovereign country, said foreign ministry spokeswoman Mao Ning during the briefing on Friday. Now listen to this. She then urged U.S. officials to proceed, quote, calmly and carefully with their allegations. Proceed calmly and carefully or else. You can almost hear the or else at the end of it. Okay. So who do we dispatch? Let me just kind of show you how the Chinese see this, okay? Who do we dispatch to handle this? U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blanket. Chinese are laughing. You know why? They have him on the payroll. The Chinese payroll? Our Secretary of State? Yeah. He was one of those who got the money from the Penn Biden Center for not working. This is why the man sits there and lets China harangue him in public at these meetings they have. He's on the payroll. Chinese know that. We use an Anthony Blinken to threaten us. Wouldn't go too far, Anthony. We might release the result, the uh, receipts. Mind people the money we paid you via UPenn? Wow. And Mao is just is, is laughing at us. This is a quote. What I want to emphasize, this is from the statement, is that before we have a clear understanding of the facts, specula- speculation and sensationalizing will be unhelpful to the proper, proper handling of the issue. As for Blinken's visit to China, I have no information. So this is a country under Joe Biden that feels so comfortable, they just go ahead and float their spy balloons, big ones, right over the country. They don't care. And why would they? But look at this for a moment as if you were China, okay? Not America. We learned this week that the classified material was transferred from an office in Chinatown, a Hunter Biden office that a Chinese national connected with the Chinese Communist Party was given a key to by Hunter Biden. And then there was some raids that that didn't work out. They closed the office down. They transferred the data, the classified data that was in that office to UPenn. So the Chinese had access to the to that office. Now it's at UPenn, right? At UPenn, which Chinese also had access to. We need more details of that. Biden parked. Can you imagine the what it must t- take to move this amount of data? Okay. Biden has parked 33 pallets. You need a forklift to lift a pallet. 33 pallets totaling 1,875 boxes and 415 gigabytes of electronic records. So Chinese have access to this place. They've donated $100 million so they can go into UPenn whenever they want. They're paying off our Secretary of State and Joe Biden for not teaching classes at UPenn. Meanwhile, the university is in court arguing that no one should have access to the 33 pallets and the 1,875 boxes, except apparently the Chinese who were coming and going. Where is the one place the FBI has not looked yet? They've been to the beach house, they've been to Joe Biden's mansion, where Hunter Biden cavorts with the Russian prostitutes. Where haven't they been? I know the place where the 33 pallets with the 1,879 boxes are. Now you're China, okay? You're not us. You're China. What would make you think you couldn't float a spy balloon? over wherever the damn hell you wanted to. Because you can't. Here's Jonathan Turley, left-wing law professor writing in Fox News, writing for Fox News. The university has continued to run interference for the president in arguing technical exclusion from public access rules by claiming to be organizing the material. This has gone on for over a decade. Turley writes, since the FBI is already in the state, they might want to consider a trip to the university to look through this data. He writes, at some point, the Delaware faculty uh, need to object to the use of their institution as a political lockbox. So what is in these papers? A lot of this is the Senate records. Well, we've already found stolen classified data. Any classified data Joe Biden has from his time as center is stolen. It's a felony. Each one is, each count's a felony. You're not allowed to view that data outside of a skiff, much less roll it up and take it home. In your shoe? I mean, I don't know how he did it. So when you look at it from the perspective of the Chinese, they feel comfortable enough with this president to float a balloon the size of three buses over our country, spy on us, and then threaten us, the administration, our president, that we better, quote, proceed calmly and carefully. Or what? Or what? They'll tell us what they got for all that money they gave Hunter? (sighs)
0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without autopay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for walk well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.